Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful downtown Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a bank that has been consistently voted in the top 10 of customer surveys nationwide, not just in Georgia or the Southeast, but nationwide, and in publications like Forbes and Time Magazine, Renaissance Bank is that bank. And I think they have received those accolades from their customers because they are big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them as a business, but they're small enough to deliver those services in a personal way. I know this myself from dealing with them and their team. So if you have, um, if you want a better experience for your business, banking experience for your business, um, give Renaissance a a call. Renaissancebank.com is the website. Renaissance Bank understanding you member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Jordan Wilson. Jordan is with corporate tax advisors. Jordan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about you and corporate tax advisors. How are you serving folks out there? Yeah. So corporate tax advisors was founded in 2014. We're a tax credits and incentive shop. A lot of people relate that back to accounting, but we specialize in credits and incentives and often work with accounting partners in order to deliver R&D tax credit studies, cost segregation, 179D, and the latest and greatest of uh, employee retention credits as well. Gotcha. Um, this is getting to be a pretty big deal, right? ERC is uh, something new every day, including a new pop-up shop every day. Uh-huh. Well, I mean just the tax credits themselves. Yeah, a lot of new legislation as well, um, and we're always keeping up to date, but there's been multiple changes in the last couple of years, uh, and it's a great incentive. Uh, there, there's some there's some big dollars to be uh, had out there, and there's a huge impact to both small and large business. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about you and your background. I mean, how did you get into this line of work, and what, what uh, lights your fire about tax credits? Yeah, and so I've uh, been in credits and incentives working in and out for 10 years, uh, anything from uh, really jobs credits. Georgia has a great jobs credit program, mm-hmm. uh, what we call activity-based credits. And so uh, the beauty uh, if, the beauty of these credits is it can really have a true direct impact. And so uh, when you get your tax bill at the end of the year, everybody cringes, right? So mm-hmm. it's a great way to offset that. And typically it's a dollar-for-dollar dollar offset in some of these credits. And so uh, we're always uh, bringing a value back to the client. That's the beauty of credits and incentives. We're going to talk about some specific credits, but what do you find about uh, tax credits generally and uh, the knowledge that businesses have of them and uh, how much they utilize them when they're eligible for them? So I'll kind of jump into R&D tax credits first. Credit's been around since 1981. Reagan put it in place. So fast forward 40 years, the, the entire concept states that we want to incentivize U.S companies to design, develop, and create new products. And again, 40 years, and we're still surprised to this day that a number of individuals and companies still don't know about it. And I would say that 80% of my time is actually more educating Mm -hmm. the company that they qualify for the credit versus taking away from a competitor 
uh, in the market. Uh, and so in a, it's a great value. And again, it's been around for 40 years, but it's, I wouldn't consider it a standard practice within a firm in tax and audit. Uh, you have plenty of firms out there that have a credits and incentives division, uh, but you'd be surprised on how many people are missing the credits, especially R and D tax credits. Mm. And what, what comp kind of companies are eligible for R and D tax credits? So again, since 1981, the general kind of focus was manufacturing to keep manufacturing in the U S versus overseas. Mm -hmm. uh, we fast forward, there's been multiple, multiple changes to the credits, uh, including this year. Uh, but it's really truly anyone who is designing, developing, and creating new products here in the U S and so that can go across multiple different verticals. I mean, the, the, Biggest vertical, of course, claiming the credit is manufacturing, mm -hmm. uh, but software development, huge increase, especially through the 90s and 2000s. Um, engineering, architecture, uh, specialty manufacturing, contract manufacturing, uh, but software development uh, for sure has had the biggest increase we've seen. Got it. Um, so what what are the, um, maybe the myths about R&D tax credits you need to puncture here? Yeah, and so... Uh, the first one, when you hear research and development, everybody thinks lab coats. Everybody thinks pharmaceuticals, med device. Right. Um, but it's the, the IRS's definition versus your general perception of R&D is very different. And so, and again, the, the, the entire concept, let's incentivize new design, new development, new creation. that can go across multiple different entities and different verticals. And so that's probably the biggest one out there is the whole lab coats that, oh, I don't qualify. We've got manufacturers that we talk to that says, oh, well, I'm not designing, developing anything anything new. We're just improving products. Well, that's a part of the process. You have to create new tooling in order to create that new process or product. Mm -hmm. And so the tooling component is a lot of fun to dive into uh, with the specialty manufacturers. And then the software development, again, research and development, lab coats. And so while they're creating, developing that new code, also, software is very expensive to design and develop in the U.S., and so those credits can jump up very quickly with small companies. They always think, oh, okay, well, this is a Google and Amazon credit. It's not. It's built for anyone who is designing and developing. So we've got 10 employee companies that are qualifying for $100,000 just because their payroll is so large in new design and development. Mm -hmm. And what, what, what do companies, uh, maybe they hear this and think, okay, this, is, this sounds great. But what do they need to supply you in terms of documentation in, in order to get this tax credit and survive an audit if that comes down, down the road, right? Yeah, so thank you. That's a great question. So what we look at and what anyone's going to look at is the wages, supplies, and contract expenses tied towards design and development. There is a four-part test, which we won't go into, but you have to be able to relate those qualified expenses back to qualified activities. So mm -hmm. from there, we create a study to then create the form that goes on the return, which we'll hand over to the accounting firm. And they'll file on the corporate return. And so part of that is, and there's some big changes this past year to where anyone that is doing this correctly should be capturing all of that data on the front end, or at least creating it through the study. In January 10th of this year, they actually made it a part of the changes because there is, to your point, as far as audit, there is some, they were trying to at least reduce the abuse of this credit on returns for people who were filing for this credit who really didn't qualify for this credit. And so January 10th of this year, they added uh, some documentation requirements to the filings for amended returns. And so mm -hmm. there's lots of changes going on right now, but the great question. And so documentation is always key, especially for audit. 
And that's really where they need to get in touch. Folks need to get in touch with a, uh, a qualified firm like yours, right? I mean, that's really where we're going with that. Um, let's talk about the uh, ERC credits. First of all, explain what those are. Sure. So the ERC, as we call it, or employee retention credit, is was really designed for to keep people uh, on payroll versus, versus going to unemployment. So it's an incentive incentive for the employer to continue paying people even with a downturn or reduction of revenue and or partial shutdowns to where they weren't allowed to go to work if they were in certain uh, states where they were required by a government partial shutdown not to be able to function as normal. Yeah, and just to be clear, this is a pandemic, started during the pandemic, um, so this doesn't go back like the R&D tax credit does. Yeah, well, you see, you have the ability to amend R&D uh, up to three years, and the, the credit has been, of course, established since 1981. But yeah. ERC started in effect in 2020. And was, okay. So those are, uh, ERC is specifically for tax years 2020 through 2021. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And so um, so you're, what you're, what the government is really incenting is you're having retained employees during that time. Correct. Yeah. Got it. And so let's talk about, um, again, same thing we kind of addressed with the R&D tax credits. Like who's eligible? Um, how, how do you determine eligibility? Um, why aren't more businesses taking advantage of this, et cetera? Sure. And so what we're seeing in the market, so th- as far as the credit goes, the credit was, is based on there was two real tests, if you will. So the first one was reduction of revenue. It was 50% of reduction in revenue in 2020 quarters two, three, and four, and then a 20% reduction in any quarter in uh, first, second, third quarter of 2021. So Mm -hmm. that's the first kind of real test. The other option, the and or option would be how you were affected by partial shutdown or government shutdown mandates. Uh, If you were not allowed to operate as you were before COVID due to a restriction. And so those are the two qualifiers to what would allow you to claim the credit. And the credit is based on payroll tied to those employees that were affected and or companies that were affected. And then as generates a credit, the credit was a little bit different than R and D the fact that it's going to go against their withholding credit. So the, the wages paid on a quarterly basis. And so what we see, the biggest thing we're seeing in the marketplace is really, um, and to always, this is a kind of a hint to always kind of double check this, but we're seeing pop-up shops, what we call pop-up shops, are new vendors in place that are really pushing this credit hard. Um, and to to not only companies, but also companies that may or may not qualify for the credit. And so we're really seeing a new shop. And so just some quick advice is to always kind of do your background check and also call your CPA uh, to get that second opinion. Because mm-hmm. uh, we are seeing quite a bit of that in the marketplace. Um. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be real clear on who qualifies and who doesn't? I mean, what's the what, what, why is that a fuzzy concept? Really, the government shutdown partial, uh, the partial shutdown pieces uh, mm-hmm. is how far you want to take that. And so, th- there are a lot of very good companies out there that are really establishing themselves to where they're providing that. We we spoke on documentation before, so documentation right. is key here. And so. Um, but you'd be surprised on how many phone calls we get on a daily basis to, to check or, or kind of validate uh, the credit to where um, we're seeing things in the mail. You're seeing things on the radio. You're, you're hearing all sorts of stuff on and kind of really misinformation on the credit. Um, but you'd be surprised what we're hearing in the market. 
what is the uh, time frame on this? You said it's 2020 through 2021 tax years. Um, what's the deadline for applying? So you have the ability to amend these returns. Yeah. Your typical statute of limitations is three years. Part of the changes to this was actually five years. And so we've seen where um, there's going to be an increase in the IRS as far as funding that. And I think a big point of this will be to audit uh, the employer retention credit is my personal opinion, but, mm-hmm. um, and so you have the ability to go back and amend. Um, and then there's also information out there where, Oh, you don't have to do anything to the corporate or personal return. And that's, again, the, the best advice is to, uh, to call a, a, a provider that may has been around prior to 2020. We've seen a lot of these shops pop up in 2020 and 2021. Uh, but if you want to, uh, look for a trusted vendor and, or double check with your CPA firm as well. Got, got it. Uh, folks, we're chatting with Jordan Wilson. Jordan is a director at Corporate Tax Advisors uh, here in the metro Atlanta area. So, uh, Jordan, let's talk about why you're doing this work, your firm is doing this work, and why can't I just call my CPA? I mean, this is my trusted CPA I've had for years. Why can't they do this? Yeah, a great question. And so we get this a lot and, and we've got some great accounting partners out there, but we look at this as not a standard tax and audit process. There's plenty of firms out there that do this uh, in-house, but it's typically your larger and super regional firms where 90% of firms, your smaller firms do not do this or do not uh, do this in-house where they will will outsource to a vendor like myself uh, to really that can specialize in this credit uh, we like to consider the general practitioner versus the specialist. You go to the doctor mm-hmm. for, but if you got a broken bone or something going on with the elbow, you go to the orthopedic. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it kind of outside the tax and audit practice and kind of more of what we would call an engineering study. And we've got a dedicated team of 35 employees that do strictly credits and incentives that are directly tied to really the engineering components of it and also the calculations of the credit and then hand over a great work product to the, to the accounting partner to file. That sounds great. So you work behind the scenes, like on a private label basis with the CPA firm or how does that work? If I'm the client of the CPA, do I, do I see you at work behind the scenes or how does that happen? Yeah. Typically they're engaging directly with uh, corporate tax advisors. Okay. Uh, And so most of our business is coming through accounting firms. Mm Mm-hmm to where they want to outsource this to ourselves. But also we go direct. Um, we've got a great book of business as far as going direct. But as of late, uh, most of our business is coming in through uh, CPA referrals. If I'm a, in two different tax credits here, uh, the R&D and then the ERC, uh, if I'm a business and I'm trying to figure out whether I qualify, is there, are there any size issues and how, how do I know if it's worth, uh, I guess the, the juice is worth the squeeze as the old saying goes, right? I mean, how do I know that? Yeah, no. So, so the beauty of corporate tax advisors is we want to make sure that the client can utilize the credit. That's a big deal. And so, mm-hmm. uh, we also want to make sure that we can qualify. So, uh, it's, it's a quick free analysis. Uh, we can walk through a client, we can walk through ERC, we can walk through R&D, and typically it's a 30 to 45-minute phone call to walk through qualifications, qualifying activities, and qualified expenses to where we can get a good, at least a good estimate of what that credit would be to then determine if the juice is worth the squeeze. Got it. Um, let's talk about some other 
You mentioned cost segregation. What in the world is cost segregation? <laughs> this this sounds complicated to me. So, uh, so I'll give you an example. So the building we're sitting in is being amortized over a number of years. Mm-hmm. The, the, the easiest way to put that is to take that amortization schedule and speed it up to where you realize the tax benefit earlier rather than taking it over those 29 years or 30 years. Mm. And so... Uh, you can do that on any commercial building. Um, the owner would take advantage of that. And again, basically accelerating the depreciation schedule to realize the tax benefit uh, earlier rather than later. Got it. So I have to own the real estate. You need to own the real estate. Yep, I got it. And uh, so is this a, uh, this is a credit just like the others that we've been talking about? Uh, cost segregation is, again, you're speeding up that. And so it would, it would offset that income tax. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and you also mentioned renewable energy credits. Talk about what those are. And so what we look at is what's called 179D. 179D is basically, it's not a credit, but it is a deduction. And so it's an incentive to start to design, develop, and create more energy-efficient buildings. And so the architects and engineering firms can take advantage of this by designing um, certain standards to where the buildings are more efficient. Uh, and so it is an additional deduction uh, that they can't take advantage for by meeting certain ASHRAE standards. And so, uh, again, how do I, just like with the other credits, how do I know I qualify? So it's great for any time. So if you're looking for qualifications, the best thing to do is look anytime we're redesigning or refurbishing a building and also building a new building. I would say that there was, it'd be worth a look for any new build mm-hmm. and then also any refurbished. Mm. Uh, if uh, you and I are buying a new building and kind of go in and refurb and re-rent, uh, it'd be a great opportunity to look at it. So anybody who is redeveloping or developing a new building. It sounds like things are... Um New credits uh, and changes in credits are coming so quickly that businesses really need to take a regular look at this. Yeah, ERC for sure uh, with with the new legislation. Uh, but again, so uh, 179D, cost segregation, and R&D have been around for multiple years, but mm-hmm. there are multiple changes to those programs, um, especially R&D. And 179D in the latest legislation, we're going to see some big increases, and we're waiting on some information on that as well. But there will be some really big changes in 2023 uh, for 179D, and then also this year in R&D, and we're expecting more uh, to touch on R&D uh, here in fourth quarter as well. Got it. Jordan Wilson, folks, he's the director of Corporate Tax Advisors. Um, so, Jordan, what what do you see more credits coming down the pike? I mean, what's the what's the future of this look like? I mean, are, 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 there, are, are there any legislative um, issues that we need to be paying attention to? Yeah, so as far as R&D is concerned, um, we have the ability. So R&D was always built to uh, offset income tax. Mm-hmm. Back in 2016, the PATH Act allowed uh, companies who were less than five years old and less than $5 million in gross receipts to offset income tax. Uh, and then also permanently codified that PATH Act did, so the R&D credit. So one of the biggest changes we'll see to that next year is the fact that, that you were able to offset up to $250,000 uh, in withholding 
that will go up to half a million dollars starting in 2023. And so that's the biggest change we've seen as far as credit amount and value. Uh, we're also seeing, we're also hearing uh, an increase up to 20%. Uh, and so we're, we're, we've got eyes and ears out there and we've got uh, the lobbyists and the attorneys checking us, checking daily. Uh, but we should see something here in fourth quarter is what we're expecting. And it's mm. got bipartisan support. Mm-hmm. And so we should see some more changes as well. And we talked about audit risk. So what, how do I protect if I'm a business, I've, I've used some of these credits, how do I protect against audit risk? Yeah, and so the typical audit risk, uh, is what we're seeing is really less than 3%. But again, documentation is always key. And so, uh, and then also finding that trusted partner to rely really not only turn over a form, I could file my own taxes if I want to. I, I choose not to because mm-hmm. I want my trusted accountant to file them for me and make sure we're not missing anything. And so that's that's always key is so finding that trusted partner, but also documentation and make sure that every penny that's being qualified is meeting four-part tests, qualifications, and qualified expenses. And so that that is big. And again, uh, there, there there's a lot of nuances to this, but there's also a lot of noise as well on, again, people saying they qualify for this credit when maybe not, they don't. Uh, and so, again, qualification and really finding that trusted partner is really key in these credits. And by trusted partner, you mean? Corporate tax advisors. There you go. I, I wanted to have you <laughs> have you make that clear for everybody. Yeah, um, yeah having that uh, uh, trusted and expert partner, uh, corporate tax advisors, um well, Jordan, I'd love it. Maybe if you could share a success story, a success story that illustrates the great work you're doing at your firm. Yeah, and so the, the beauty of being in credits and incentives is that uh, when you get that tax bill from um, at the end of the year, this is a great way to offset it. And so we've got the beauty of it is we've got a 10 employee software company that has some heavy salaries that we're able to find forty, fifty thousand dollars to offset. Um, their income tax bill. And then we've also got manufacturers and engineering companies of two and 3000 in size. The beauty on this is not only is it a credit against income, which is a dollar for dollar credit, but we've seen companies that are able to utilize these credits and go reinvest Mm. and reinvest. It's it's very hard to hire people right now. And so the salaries and wages have gone up. Mm -hmm. This is a great way to find a dollar to go implement those, those new strategies. Uh, give you an example we've got a group in nashville that developed truck bed trailers mm. they were able to buy a paint booth with their and reinvest so this is part of their strategic plan and now r&d tax credits is a part of that plan to reinvest in their organization and so it's it's really unique and so there's stories across the board but again the beauty of it is when we're finding a dollar for dollar credit they're all success stories yeah for sure um well, Jordan, this has been great. I can't imagine there aren't some folks that would like, uh, wouldn't want to be in touch. So let's give them directions on how to find you. Yeah. So we're www.corporatetaxadvisors.com. Um, and then you can reach out directly to me if you'd like at Jordan W at corporatetaxadvisors.com. We, uh, we have a huge Atlanta presence headquartered in Huntsville, Alabama, but we've got a great Atlanta presence here. And then you can always call us um, directly from the website as well. Terrific. Jordan Wilson, Director at Corporate Tax Advisors. Jordan, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a uh, thought for you. If you're looking for 
a terrific place to have a team building activity that doesn't involve tromping out in the wilderness somewhere. And you can stay right in beautiful Johns Creek, Georgia. Uh, ANS Culinary Concepts has got the plan for you. And yes, they do corporate catering and uh, they've got an award-winning culinary studio there. It always voted number one in North Atlanta. Uh, but they've got a corporate team-building activity that's fantastic. And uh, executive chef Andrew Traub and his team, they do great work. And uh, I was there for one here about two weeks ago, and it was fantastic. If you're looking for something different, something your team's going to love, uh, and you get to sit down and eat together when it's all said and done, call 678 336 9196 and ask for Andrew or go to asculinaryconcepts.com. And folks, North Fulton Business Radio, we are coming up on show number, oh, oh, I don't know, 555 or something like that. Uh, We've been around a while and we've been around because you have supported us uh, in uh, tremendous ways and we are grateful to you, uh, our uh, valued listeners. And one of the things that we continue to ask your support for is our guest. If you've heard something in this show that makes you want to share the show, please do that. And um, uh, we love celebrating the great work of business leaders like Jordan and the other uh, oh, 800, 900 guests that we've had over this past six and a half years. So if you could uh, help us help them by sharing the show, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Jordan Wilson, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.